0: Hey everybody, welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Wednesday a podcast brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount all the days of the week. I am your host, Rhesius, and with me today is the one, the only Rhino. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing well. The old R&R duo, back in action for another week of Signals.
0: R&R duo, what does that mean?
1: That's uh, Rhesius and the Rhino.
0: Ooh, double R. Mm-hmm. But I'm the triple R. I'm Reese Richard Robbins. So with a the quad R quadruple r i like it can we be a PRNR? and r is that a new type of sandwich
1: Ooh, i love that the pr and r uh it comes with pastrami but uh, p- definitely pastrami um probably something rhinoceros or, or, rhino- <laughs> <laughs> it's already an expensive sandwich
0: and uh rigatoni
1: Ooh, there you go there you go i love that i love that
0: all right and so uh, besides making silly food jokes We do talk about gaming, and of course, for those of you who are used to seeing us live on Twitch, we still, still do not have internet in our building here. It's been really a display of ineptitude. Um, It turns out, from what we've been told, the person that has been writing the um, plans from Cox to install... Uh, internet is apparently not, he's either new or he's not very good at what he does because he keeps drawing plans that like go over gas lines and stuff like this. So the person I talked to from the city was telling us that they keep rejecting their plans and that it's not just us. It's pretty much anyone who needs to get new internet put mm-hmm. in. Um, so it's, it's really been a frustrating experience. If any of you working at Cox in Nevada know this person, give him a good whack upside the head and tell him to to write a, a, a plan that can get approved so that everybody can get the internet. Cause it's, it's not just us. Ah, red tape. They were telling us that there's a number, including the city building itself, that are needing new internet. And um, they need to go in and lay in new lines. And they just and they haven't been able to even start.
1: Mm. So they, they fought past the Deathclaw infestation and now are fighting an even worse enemy, which is... Uh, politics bureaucracy bureaucracy administration it it sounds
0: like it's actually the worst enemy of all which is just ineptitude (laughs) oh no you know like a lack of confidence and i I don't know that for sure but that was what i was told because i um sat down with with somebody who who knows and uh, i was like what's the why is this possibly taking so long (laughs) this is insane so at any rate that's why we're not uh, streaming because we are incapable of doing so um we're running our entire business off our phones which is fun surprisingly works not great but not terribly
1: yeah there's a level of efficiency that i am lacking in my work yeah that that i don't that i definitely dislike however it is nice to know that when the coronavirus hits we will still have a chance in the apocalypse to run frontline gaming
0: we still won't have internet so we won't be able to cry for help
1: yeah well you know i mean one step at a time (laughs) <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll be able to run frontline gaming when when the apocalypse happens for sure. Yeah, the um, until the satellites go down.
0: It's interesting because the 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 jury is still really out on that. And again, I'm not a doctor, and I don't I take anything I say with a grain of salt. But I've been keeping a close eye on it, obviously, because it impacts you know everyone, everybody. And, uh, yeah, it's really interesting because H1N1 was actually like really deadly, the last big flu scare. But when you look at it compared to just the, the regular flu kills 56,000 people in the United States of America every single year. Yeah, Right. And it's like, it's still unclear if coronavirus is actually any worse than the regular flu or not. There's a lot of cl- conflicting data.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I don't, there's a lot of politics and a lot of opinions here, so I'm not going to get into that. Um, but I will, uh, Say one fact that made me feel better, um, and comforted about my personal situation, and that's that uh, the coronavirus right now, um, is not showing a high lethality rate to children. And yeah. I have a I have a three year old at home, and that was my primary concern was getting sick and then getting my daughter sick, who is very much young. You know, um, her immune system isn't developed yet; cause she's three. Um, and so that was my primary concern. However, um, that one fact is that it is is showing so far right now to prove not as lethal to children. Um, so if you've got a small child at home, obviously you want to do your best to keep them safe, make sure they don't get sick. However, um, you know, they, they do have a right now lower likely chance of dying. Um, well, she
0: lives. She lives with the rhino, bro.
1: No, she. She. I, I will. I will rhino the coronavirus <laughs> and the Modelo virus and the Pabst virus <laughs> and any other beer based virus that comes my way. Yeah, but none of us. Horn.
0: None of us stand a chance against the Natty Ice virus. That's just too strong. Oh no, too strong. So jokes aside, you know, again, we're not doctors. We don't really know what we're talking about. We're reading the same news. You are, but I, I do have a feeling that since we're in an election year, it's getting really hyped up. Yep. Absolutely. More, more than it normally would. I. I think that. Again, as a completely uneducated opinion, that if your the normal flu doesn't scare you, I don't think that the coronavirus should scare you either. But mm. I am not a doctor.
1: Just wash your hands. Wash your yes. hands. Just wash your hands.
0: Don't be a grimy gamer. Get out there and, and clean yourself up, brush your teeth, eat your vegetables. Yeah. You know, it's like the Hulk says. Go green? Eat your vegetables, do oh, your homework, say your Hulk. prayers. America. And the incredible, not the incredible Hulk. Hulk, Hulk Hogan <laughs> Hulk is pretty
1: incredible. Yeah.
0: I didn't know which Hulk you wanted. Ah, they're all great. Hulk. They're all great. All right. So enough of uh, enough of that. Why don't we go ahead, and jump in, and start talking about what's going on in the Games Workshop hobby this week? Mm-hmm. And of course, it is the first week of March. So this week's pre-order for Games Workshop currently are helling Banshees, and Incubi, as well as Jane's R and um, uh, Dre's R. Previously, these were only available in a box set. Now they're available in individual boxes. Uh, Really beautiful models. If you want to pick those up, you can do so and add them to your force. Uh, I've been banging the Howling Banshee drum all edition long. Uh, But like often, I'm alone banging that drum. There's not very many people that necessarily agree with me. But uh, having played them, uh, I haven't actually played my Eldar much lately lately. Um, well, in the last few months, I haven't played at all yeah. because we've been so busy. I'm just now playing again. I've been playing Tyranids. Yep. But uh, uh, having played the Mull Edition, I can say unequivocally that Howling Banshees were one of the best units in my army. And it, the thing that always people get hung up on always, and it always amazes me that this is still even a debate with experienced players, is like they don't kill anything. And I'm like, well, you know, if you take the old PB and J of Eldar uh, powers of... Uh, Doom guy Jinx, they'll kill whatever the hell you want them to kill. But that's true of any unit in yep. their army, right? <clears throat> and those powers are better used on units that hit harder anyway. What banshees do is they do critical things in this edition. They ignore Overwatch, and they're ludicrously fast. Um, I play Bealtan, and so uh, I would use them with a Court of the Young King stratagem and, and all the you know quicken and all this stuff. They could literally charge units like over 40 inches away reliably charge units over 40 inches away and then you charge everything you ignore overwatch or minus one to hit to be in combat now with um, psychic awakening there's all this fun stuff you can spice them up and especially if you're playing like a shooting army um, it's a little bit more challenging now that space marines are so much better in melee but especially before that you would go in tag every space marine unit and they wouldn't do jack to you you might kill a couple banshees and then you tag them and they can't shoot and it, it's like when you do it on the right turn it wins the game or you go wrap up a unit like Centurions or something like that, right? Like someone's playing Imperial Fist, like, you know, a lot of times they just move to the middle of the board because they don't expect them to be able to be even touched or only a fool would charge them. And you're like, here we come. Helen Banshees tie them up. You take out, you tag a couple units of Centurions, you just won the game, right? Or you just improved your odds of winning the game dramatically. So that, that was the way I always used them. And they were just amazingly good at that, just to be a nuisance and tag units and stop them from shooting.
1: Yeah, and, and actually that, that very strategy that Reese is talking about is why top players like Richard Siegel or basically the entire Bro Hammer team threw in like Thunder Hammers and Power Fists and beefed up their melee in their Intercessor squads, They're specifically the Sergeants, just because uh, when you do get charged and wrapped and uh, you, you do need an element of counter charge, you need to be able to yeah. hit back and get out of combat as quickly as possible. Um, and, and that's what they did. They added that element, and I, I think... That if you are a shooting army and you find yourself getting charged and wrapped and um finding it difficult to fight off things in your deployment zone, maybe add a melee art. Unless you're Tau, then you can go die in fire. I'm just joking. <laughs> Tau, Tau players are <laughs> just shoot them. That's actually a, what.
0: A lot of the a lot of the very good players are predicting that Tau we're going to rise up to the top of the meta now with the space marines getting toned down post FAQ. So we'll see how that pans out because players like Richard and uh, Brian Pullen were smoking Space Marine. Like yes. they were beating their bottom yeah. pre-nerf. Now when the whole bro hammer, bro viathan, you know which is now doesn't work anymore. Uh, but when that whole combo was discovered, the Tau players were you know wailing and gnashing the teeth because they could tank the whole Tau army shooting, maybe uh, it, it would significantly reduce it. But now that that combo has been reduced and the Devastator Doctrine and all that stuff, you know, ring the bell, yay, thank you, GW, uh, I think Tower going to come back because before that combo was discovered, Tower were beating up on Space Marines. I mean, we saw Brian Pullen play five out of six Space Marines at the SoCal Open and whoop all of them, and some of the best players in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, basically, also one of the arguably the best tau player and definitely one of two of the best tau players of the season richard siegler switched over to iron hands too
0: and Uh, i I would imagine he's probably going to go back to tau now i don't know
1: that is a so actually if you want a little a little bit nick novati did talk about um some of the games richard siegler played uh where that he played richard siegler as some of the armies they've been playing uh richard siegler from my understanding is very much uh trying to find another army trying to diversify his portfolio so to speak uh, and if you want to hear more about this particular subject where's uh, basically how the space marine nerfs impact the meta what armies are going to rise up and do well I actually had to recommend listening to chapter tactics this week which we brought on Nick Navadi, Brandon Grant Scari and we talked about that very subject
0: yeah that's an all-star cast I was looking forward to listening to that um at the I usually listen to them at the gym Hmm. And this morning, though, I um, it was a slipknot morning for me. Slipknot. Yeah, instead of uh, listening to more 40k chatter, I was like, "Let's get, let's get pumped. Let's get right pumped." <laughs> it was leg day, so you know, I needed I needed some. Uh, I'm still recovering from a knee injury, so I needed some. Uh, extra motivation. Mm. But I do look forward to listening to that one, which of course, a good moment to talk about the FLGN, the Frontline Gaming Podcast Network, which is a coalition of some of the best 40k, uh, mostly competitive, but uh, signals I think is half competitive, half just kind of news, what's going on um, in the 40k community. Check it out. You can give it a listen. We have obviously chapter tactics and signals from the frontline as well as uh, the Art of War and 40k Stat Center featuring some kooky canadians
1: i love that kooky canadians it's,
0: it's gonna stick
1: val you gotta put that in the next episode somewhere
0: oh and just as a heads up too because we haven't talked about it on signals yet um we are uh we are working with a new podcast host so there will be some ads short like 20 30 second um ads in the the podcast that you'll be hearing so we're just trying to uh, to monetize it So that keeps everybody engaged. Like signals, obviously we're on episode 674 and we're not going to stop. It's a part of our business, but for the other podcasts, um, you know, these are guys who have other jobs. It's definitely more of a challenge to stick to the weekly schedule. I mean, how often do you see podcasts come and go right? All All the the time. time, all the time. Like signals is one of the like only ones that has never taken a break. Like you know steady eddy and that's because it's a literally a part of of our job
1: yeah even even chapter tactics it's um it's par, it's a part of my job as yeah. well and um i've been it's been really consistent and the, i think if i had not been a part of frontline gaming i think i absolutely wouldn't have taken it more seriously oh
0: yeah so. i i wouldn't be doing like signals it would have been like some of the other podcasts like the independent characters or something where carl and those those guys they're awesome by the way if you want to listen to a non-competitive 40k podcast check them out. They, they're, they're, they've been doing it for actually longer than us, mm-hmm. but they've, they've gone away and come back. You know what I mean? They, they've, they've taken you know extended breaks. And if I was doing this as a hobby, it would probably be that way for me. Yes, I, I absolutely. Don't, so in the in long-winded explanation, that's why we're moving towards a monetization scheme, because some of the guys, it's become a challenge to keep it up. And we're gonna use the money to look at hiring an editor, like somebody that can edit the episodes, it takes a big chunk of the work off of the casters um, and all that sort of stuff to, to try and reach a bigger audience and to just kind of get a little skin in the game to make it um, more enticing for, for some of the non professionals. Not that they're not the quality's not as good, uh, but they you know it's literally not a part of their job. That's why I say that to to keep them motivated and engaged. Yeah. So thanks for listening to those um, advertisements. And uh, hopefully it doesn't, you know, change your experience.
1: Also, uh, if you listen to Chapter Tactics this week, I did very specifically mention an ad roll. However, advertisements aren't quite in the episode yet. We're still working on that. We're working out the kinks. So when you hear that blank five or six seconds, whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> the, the spawn. just imagine a ghost or an invisible silent mute is selling something to you and just buy it, whatever it is. <laughs> so Just go
0: buy something, do yourself, treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself. Um, but yeah, so that's that's just an explanation of that, just so that people understand what's going on. Uh, you know, got to find a way to keep the wheels of the machine turning. And in other news, uh, next week's pre-order is going to be uh, Seraphon for Age of Sigmar. People been waiting for this for quite a while. It's a very popular faction. Uh, who doesn't like dinosaurs riding dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. Yo, dog, heard you like dinosaurs, so I put dinosaurs on your dinosaurs. Uh, Seraphon are really really cool. Obviously. I don't, anybody who's into this 40 K or any of this stuff probably was obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid, as I was. So was uh, I. yeah, I had, uh, uh, I was so into dinosaurs that my mom bought this, like, it's not like wallpaper, but it was like a thing that went around. It was on the wall and it was like, I don't even know. It's hard to describe. It was like a quasi wallpaper that went all the way around my room. And it had all the Latin names for all the dinosaurs. And my sheets had dinosaurs. I dude, at like seven years old, I could tell you the name of like, almost any dinosaur. Nice. Like you could point at it and I was like,
1: that was a Dilophosaurus." Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And I was like, he was alive in the crustaceous period. You know, <laughs> like, I was such a nerd. Even from day one, dude, as a kid, I was obsessed with dinosaurs and Greek, Greek mythology. Those were, that was what I was obsessed with. Yeah.
1: I, I think, I think that there's probably a correlation between all of us. Cause yes. th- those are two subjects that I definitely have conversations with in the, in nerddom. Oh yeah. All the time.
0: Dude, I was so about it. And my grandparents would take me to the public library and uh, get me books about, you know, ev- all, you know, Achilles and everybody. And I oh, just yeah. I gobbled it up. I yeah. absolutely loved it. Uh, anyway, enough about our personal past. <laughs> but if you want to take a look at that, those will be going up for pre-order on Saturday this coming weekend. In addition to some Age of Sigmar, uh, start collecting boxes, which are a great value. And uh, a selection of other things. I think there's like a new um, Gloomspite gets. Mm-hmm. uh start collecting uh, daughters of
1: Cain daughters as well of Cain.
0: yeah that, that army's so cool so the other and the seraphon have always tempted me like if you, you, you listen to the, pod, the podcast for any length of time i've always said that about almost every age of Sigma army I and it's true but uh, i tried painting uh seraphon for anD i bought a bunch of them for a campaign and i painted them with washes and it was so easy and it came out looking really good and now with the um the new contrast paints i bet you you could paint a seraphon army like in a weekend and it would look great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so
0: I've always been tempted to do it just because it'd be so easy to do. Um, we'll see. Um, I need to start uh, – I need to brush up on my Age of Sigmar actually because Frankie and I are going to be shoutcasting it at uh, Adepticon in addition to the 40K uh, events. So need to, to bone up. I have been keeping up with it, but I definitely could, you know, do a little bit more to make sure that we're sharp for the, the event. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. I wonder, Yeah, I guess – I guess Seraphon will be at the event. I think that is pre cutoff. Adepticon usually does thirty days, though. Actually, I have to go and check. Well, they
1: did. They did. They probably will do the cutoff, but um, because the the AOSTO I imagine is different from the right. rest of the other tos. So, uh,
0: well, we'll see. Hopefully, that we'll see them there. In other news, Games Workshop announced a new line of Black Library novels. Uh, black Library novels. These are very exciting. Uh, they recently did the Warhammer Horror, which I haven't had a chance to. So good. Have you read any of them?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, there was the there was the uh, Pfft, Maledictions novel. Um, then there was uh, one with sisters. Uh, but the Maledictions was like a bunch of short stories and it was set in the Warhammer 40K universe. And I love short story horror, but that one was really, really good. Uh, and I'll have then, to check it out. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, I, I've actually always really liked the horror, like the horror elements of the, the 40K or the 30K universe and the Black Library novels uh they're just they're great right and and the the thing i like most about them is that th- things like pink horrors are absolutely terrifying to like oh. your mortal human like you're like oh you think of a pink horror like oh your t3 one wound my space ring can deal you with you no problem face, yeah. but uh there's one in 30k when i think euphrates one of the remembrancers in the horror Heresy novels like just deals with like i don't even think it's a pink horror i think it's like just a blue horror and it it just like messes her up mentally and you're like oh crap like they're actually really then that was just a blue horror
0: yeah well in the old fluff uh they would wipe out like entire armies of guys just because they saw a demon yes right like yep. they would send in a regiment knowing that no matter what the outcome of the battle was that every single one of those guys was dead yes and then they're like yep oh who saw a demon we're like pretty sure these guys saw a demon i like, can't risk it kill him dead yeah and it's just so grimdark to the maximum I like horror. Um, I read horror novels anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Stephen King's latest, The Outsider, is really, oh, so really good. good. Did you read oh, it?
1: Is, that's the one that he wrote with his son? Uh,
0: no. Joe Love, or Joe, yeah, I think Joe Hart.
1: Then that's not the one I'm talking Joe,
0: I think that's that's the pen name of Stephen King's son. He's really talented. Yes. Uh, but no, he, Stephen King just came out with a new one. It's called The Outsider. If oh, you well like then. horror, it's really good.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to check it
0: out. Yeah, it's based in, uh, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but in Mexican... Um,
1: My wife and I are big Stephen King fans.
0: It's based in Mexican like Folklore, folklore? Yeah. yeah. it's really good. Um, but then the new line of novels that they've announced is called Warhammer Crime. I'm also a big fan of the crime genre. I, I love uh, you know, Hemet, uh, the Maltese Falcon, yeah. um, Red Tide, all these amazing old hard-boiled detective novels. And supposedly that these are going to be in that vein set in the 40k universe and to me this is like a home run
1: yeah oh yeah absolutely uh my my wife right now is playing the arkham series the the batman arkham series and it's basically like dark true crime batman it's really really good just watching her play it and that's i imagine this same mold as what warhammer crime can go into there's so much room for for everything
0: well, I mean, you could imagine like, like the obvious one, right, is an inquisitor. Yes. Right, like an inquisitor investigating it. But I would love to read about like, like uh, hard as nails, like adeptus arbite's. Yeah. Right, yeah. like beating yeah. the streets out there, like a judge dread kind of a story. That'd be cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or you, you've got gangs. Yeah. Where we're we're like. You could
0: explore Necromunda. Yeah. All that stuff. I, I think to me this is like a no-brainer. Right. And like the, the, the crime or detective novel genre is so good. And one of those, um, God, Jeff gave me some of his, the, um, the ones that are super popular. He's like a supernatural detective. Um, in 40 K? No, just they're like in generic. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I can't believe I'm not people. in if we have chat, everybody would be shouting at us right now.
1: He's a supernatural.
0: There's like detective. a million books in the series. And he's like uh, a supernatural detective and it's, it, it's like modern day, but there's like fairies and stuff and like, you know, werewolves and stuff like that. And it's a book series. It's a book series with like 20 books. It'll come to me. Okay. Um, uh, but it, the, I was going to use that as an example. Like you could have like that yes. in the 40k universe.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. There's so much God, you can, what is it? You can I can't, bring back, um, Dresden, the Dresden. Oh, the Dresden files. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh. it. Yeah. The, I, I can hear the chat screaming people in the chat screaming yeah. this right now. <laughs> um, yeah, you could also bring back like the uh, who's the 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 dark Eldar agent starts with a G
0: um,
1: agent. Well, there's Vect. No, no, I'm um he's in the 30k series. He's the one who, who was tasked to kill Vulcan.
0: Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, you yeah. didn't, you never read the Unremembered Empire series. Uh, mm. A lot of it's the the. A lot of the Horus Heresy books are hit or miss. Yeah.
1: Well, anyways, my point is is that there, there's you don't even have to go straight into Imperium. You, you know, the Dark Eldar have, you know, agents and, and I imagine Dark Eldar true crime might be really, really cool. Oh, dude. You, you, you like... dive into like a cult and just look at all their, their hedonism debauchery and then just you got to figure out like what the crime is and then you find out. Anyways, so good. There's so much stuff in there that you could do.
0: No, it would be fun. Would be to do the reverse have a chaos planet and have the in, in, inspector who's like, you're not chaotic enough. Ooh. Or like, uh, I think we got a traitor to the Imperium, an Imperial agent here. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. And he's just like the most evil, horrible person. That'd be great.
1: Yeah. There, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So even, much Even Even
0: Mariana was like, I would read those. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's a fun genre. And I think that them going and doing this, like defining these, um, You know genres like we're gonna have horror, we're gonna have detective novels. I think it's a brilliant idea, and it'd be Mm -hmm. really cool if they did. You know, and they've done it without really defining it. They're also having like kids stuff with like some of the comics and stuff. I think it's a great idea because the lore is the the most compelling part of the whole.
1: I agree. Thing. It's it's what I think it's what most of us got into is either the models or the lore. It
0: keeps us it keeps us engaged. Mm -hmm.
1: This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink.
0: Um, so at any rate, looking forward to seeing what comes out for that. Definitely going to be reading some of those. And in other news, we opened up the SoCal Open 2020 registration today. Very excited for that. The SoCal Open is one of the most popular and fastest growing events in the ITC circuit. Uh, it's only three years old. This will be going into the fourth year now. And it went from a, a, a pretty good size its first year, but you know, relatively modest by Our standards now to last year, we had 300 regged, and this year we're expecting to exceed that. The growth has been very aggressive. So super excited. It's going to be October 24th and 25th of 2020 in Del Mar, California. If you want to grab a ticket, please go in, jump into the store.frontlinegaming.org, click on the SoCal Open 2020 tab, grab those tickets. They're already selling very quickly. Tickets just went up for sale this morning, like sort of early afternoon. Uh, especially the 40k champs is selling very quickly. So if you want to grab a ticket, uh, please don't hesitate or you might be disappointed. Get in there, grab them, and we can't wait to see everybody there. We're going to have, in addition to the 40k champs, a 30k narrative tournament. It was really fun last year. Uh, We're going to have a 40k narrative event. It's a new crew running it. It's Warchief Gaming and really excited. They've got some of the creative minds from Blizzard that are involved, and they're super hyped to uh, run this event. They've gone to all the other narrative events. So they have a feel for the way we've done it in the past, and they've got some new ideas that they're bringing. Really excited. Uh, We have an Age of Sigmar championship event, which is rapidly becoming one of the biggest Age of Sigmar championship events in the country, certainly on the West Coast. Uh, And then Kill Team run by Sheldon and his crew. They do an amazing job. A uh, really, really badass event. Definitely recommend you going and grabbing it. Unlike years past, instead of two different events, it's just one two-day championship event. Going to be a lot of fun to see who wins that. And then we're also working on Underworlds. Uh, just waiting to kind of hammer out the details, but we'll have those relatively quickly.
1: Yeah, it, I, I think it's SoCal Open is, if if I were to pick one of our events to go to, I actually wouldn't go to the LBO. I'd actually go to SoCal Open to play in. Uh, it's just, it's a lot more, it's a lot more chill. Uh, it has the most potential, I think for growth out of the three of our events. I know the LVO is growing really rapidly. Uh, but in terms of percentages, uh, I could see the SoCal open growing even more rapidly than the LVO. There's so much room, so much potential there. Uh, so if you can go, go to the SoCal open, it's cheap, it's going to keep growing. So you, you might as well get your feet wet now, get a lay of the city, you know, and then just make it add it to your regular schedule of, you know, international events that you go to. It's it's definitely it's the one I'm most excited about.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's just really chill laid back event. Plus you get a ton of ITC points because it's so big. Yes. Uh in other news, Games Workshop unveiled some absolutely stunning new thirty K Dark Angel models. These are Deathwing in power armor and legitimately some of the coolest forty uh some of the coolest space marine models I've ever seen in my life.
1: The paint job is beautiful. Yeah they've got um, so if you're familiar with the death the Deathwing scheme you've got that uh, bleach or not kind of bleach the skull it's kind bone. Of bleach bone bleach bone color uh, off white uh, with black and red is kind of but these guys are painted black with some bleach bone like kind of highlights on some parts of their armor and just the paint job list looks so complicated and so good
0: yeah and they have a bunch of like heraldry and yep. all this stuff but, I mean, shields. just the models themselves, every single one of these models could be a hero in your army. Gorgeous. They're so they're good. They're so
1: beautiful. They, they remind me of the Honor Guard. They're, they're better Honor Guard. Yeah. For for uh, And
0: that's basically angels. what they are in the lore. It, it's like when a Deathwing Terminator is not wearing his Terminator armor. This is his power armor. Um, and that's what they're... They're the first company.
1: This is his Friday casual. Yes, Friday casual. That's perfect.
0: Uh, absolutely stunning, and I will not be surprised to be seeing these models popping up just in armies because the models are brilliant. Yep. The new Psychic Awakening book uh, will, has been uh, revealed to be also featuring Space Wolves in addition to Orcs. So for all you puppy power players out there, hang in there. <laughs> Your day is coming. You're getting thrown a bone. Ooh,
1: I like that. Two in a row? <laughs> hmm.
0: I think GW is letting the dogs out.
1: Oh, the trifecta. Can the, I the keep it coming?
0: Can I keep it going? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yep. Yeah.
0: But uh, you long-suffering uh, junkyard dogs about to get your day, uh, hang in there.
1: Can I get a woof-woof? Nice. All right. Nice. That's it. I'm excited for that, too. Uh, the thing I love to give quick kudos to you, uh, the Psychic Awakening books have done a really good job of buffing armies that needed it desperately. It, yep. it, it's, it, this, this, these supplements, for the first time, feel like supplements that were targeted and also flavorful to help the meta and, and actually make it healthier and it, achieving the goal. Yeah, it, it's not like like supplements in the past where maybe they didn't make much sense. They were definitely done for lore reasons or f- felt like throwing darts, like the the Space Wolves and Chaos Demons book in seventh edition. The the one that with Magnus, the Wrath of Magnus or whatever. Yeah. It was, um, where it felt like chaos got even bigger buffs and they were already a super powerful faction. The Psych Awakening books feel very targeted. The factions they pick feel very deliberate. The rules aren't overbearing or crazy. They're really powerful. Uh but compared to Space Marines, they're not they're not too crazy. So
0: Yeah, I think it's good. I think you nailed it. And not only factions that need help, but units that yes. need help. Like uh, I've been playing Tyranids in the L- L- league here in Vegas, uh, which Pablo, Frankie, and myself are all in, um, getting ready for it to knock the ring rust off. I've been playing my bugs. And all the, what you got in Psychic Awakening is just like, I, I I feel confident I could beat any other army in the game. It might not be easy. It might not be a slam dunk, but the, it's, it's very subtle. When you first read it, you might not even see all of it. But there's so much good stuff in there. Um, I really like... I feel very confident bringing the nids out. And a lot of that is because Psychic Awakening, like so many good little combos in there now, so much fun stuff. And you really have to experiment with it to, to get a, a real feel for it. Um, Some of it's subtle, but that's great. And that in conjunction with the uh, Space Marine FAQ that came out and that dialed them back, which again, thank you games workshop. And Hey, everyone, they are listening they are mm-hmm. trying to give you the game that you want. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I think this, the, the Psychic Awakening and these are evidence of that. It's like kind of like, you know, patches to a game as you're going through it. Like any, if you play any competitive online video games or even not, like I mostly play RPGs and they get patched all the time too. Yes. So that's kind of what we're getting here. And it's it's good. It's good for the game. And I wish, you know, express your gratitude uh, to them for toning it down. But I think Space Marine players are going to see they're still top tier. Um, they just won't be, you know, dominatingly top tier. Yeah. Which is bad for the game. So, can't wait to see how the meta shapes up here going into the kind of... still in the first quarter of the ITC season, but we're kind of coming to the end of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of I guess the April ITC... at the, the end of it. Speaking of the ITC season, if you want to support the ITC, if you love what we do and you love all of the missions that we come up with or even just show. some of them or even just some <laughs> of them head on over to the itc patreon page uh remember we don't make a dime off the itc it is very much a labor of love that reese has been working on for it's, years and and years it's and years.
0: very expensive to run it
1: it's also very expensive to run it yeah. so uh all of the patron itc patrons we appreciate all of you and if you uh, are affected by the itc or if you want to see the itc grow and get cool new features i would consider supporting the patreon page
0: Yep. You can do so for as little as $1 a month and a hundred percent of the proceeds go back into the ITC.
1: Now upcoming 40 KHC events. I just want to say that uh, every year I joke that February is the off season uh, for 40. If we had a, an off season, which obviously if you have an event in February, we're still going to accommodate you. It's not, there actually isn't a true off season. However, events do start to ramp up around this time. And as I look at this list, uh, it's never held more true. This than... weekend
0: is so ridiculously yes. stacked. Yes. Holy crap. There's like 30 events. No, more like 40 events. Not 30 to 40. I can't really tell. Yeah. Uh, this weekend. But the, the even more outstanding than that is that there is one, two. Four majors. Three GTs and four majors this weekend alone. Yes. So we have the Two Rivers Open GT in Fargo, North Dakota um we have the armicon Stavanger in uh Rogaland, norway i apologize i, I didn't say that correctly but uh, a major in norway that's amazing that's awesome exciting uh, we have a gt the grim resolve gt in anchorage alaska a lot of snowy events going on this uh this weekend. by the way
1: that's all at that tier one cards and games and the owner uh, she is a very lovely lady so if you're in anchorage alaska go to that one
0: Indeed, check it out. Uh, Then we have another major, the Warhammer 40K Cagbash 13, 14. And that's in Cincinnati, Ohio, a part of the MAGS circuit. It's a circuit within the ITC circuit, um, which is totally cool to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of countries do it. Uh, We have, uh, or states as well. Uh, We have the GT Coastcon 40K ITC doubles GT in uh, Portland, Victoria. In Victoria, Portland. What the heck? (laughs) Oregon. Did they Wait. miss the
1: state? Uh, you know, Victoria. Portland? It's, it's
0: Victoria? You've never heard of
1: the state of Victoria, Victoria in the U.S.? It must series? be a typo.
0: It's Portland, Oregon, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, then we have another major, the road tournament of champions in Birmingham, Alabama. And another major, fluff and tough, 1,000 point. RTT. RTT. We'll have to double check on that. That be a might be a Mariana typo. Uh,
1: well, that's, uh, if it was the fluff and tough, and it, they made it in RTT and then they turned it into a major. Perhaps. That would be very impressive. Uh, however, yeah, that is uh, that is a lot of of events. And then for A O S as well, there's a lot of events too.
0: Yeah, a ton of events coming up this month. So get in there, check it out, get your points, be a part of the community and have some Fun. Let's take a look at the current 40K ITC competitive track, top five. Vic VJ out of the UK decided to take a break for the first weekend out of the year and did not play in a 40K tournament since the season started. But he's still in first place. Uh, he's, yeah, he's crushing it with five out of four. He has five events, but um, we actually I need to double check with the BCP guys to make sure that they have that adjusted because you do get six events now. It says five out of five. So we'll make sure that they update that. Uh, but, yeah, Vic's doing great. He's won three events already. Uh, strong start. In second place, another uh, UK player, Mr. Mike Porter. Uh, sitting pretty with 770 points. Marcus Henson in third. Ash Loftus in fourth. James Pickington, or Pilkington in fifth. I think these are, like, all UK players. Yeah. Mm. Well, the UK had a bunch of big events right away. Yes, um, so they had a chance to get a bunch of scoop a bunch of points. Yeah, all five, all five of the top five are UK players.
1: Yeah, well, it, it makes sense. Uh, they, you know, this is a an okay time of the year for them to start running events. You know, stay indoors and all. And also on top of that, uh, they just they do they dance to the beat of their own drum up there in the UK. While the rest of the US is is snoozing uh, during the February off season, the UK are jumping ahead.
0: Dude, they're, they're, it's a British invasion. They are crushing the rankings yeah, right now. Yes, even
1: up down to Stephen Box in seventh place is also from the UK. Every, so. I think
0: every single person in the top 10 is a UK player right yeah, now. No. Wow. Well mm-hmm. done. Well done, you limeys. All right. 40, that was a perfect...
1: It was great. Perfect accent. Didn't offend anyone.
0: Duh. <laughs> Duh. 40K ITC Hobby Track current top five. We have James Weston leading the pack with a solid lead followed by John Lennon. Of the Hammer team, Ariel Cortez in third, Travis Hill in fourth, and Naaman Allen in fifth. Aegis Sigmar, current top five competitive track, for last year's champion, Jeremy Vessier, the French overlord in first place, Matt Beasley in second, Matt Abbott in third, Alex Gonzalez in fourth, Matthew Jones, Matthew Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Need to fix your name there, partner.
1: The, the mats are coming in hot. Yeah, right. right out of the top five. I know
0: Age of Sigmar is a mats game. Uh, Hobby track current top five for Age of Sigmar. The mats also making an appearance here. Matt Abbott first, Dan Sanchez in second, Brian Blickle Blickle in third, Ryan Burwell in fourth, and Chris Doherty in fifth. Uh, Warhammer Underworld's current top five. Chris Avalos in first, Ivan Cho in second, Peter Rivera in third, Amon Curso in fourth, Victor Zafronsky in fifth. Kill Team, current top five, Manuel Megizo, Melgizo in first, John Sow in second, Pablo De La Torre in third, Tom Larochel in fourth, and Daniel...
1: Cilio Aroba. Do you fifth. need you need if you don't have a fancy name, you do not belong in the top ten of the ITC. Because if you go on into the kill team top ten ICC, there's even there's Muliko Full HD, Kyle Fierstad. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. We got a, uh, we got some Latin spice in there in the in the. I love it. It's great. Chile. I know it's great. In which good segue, uh, we just launched uh, or we are just now setting up Mexico as its own region for the ITC. Uh, and then we have a new um, uh, regional rep, Rodrigo. Ooh. So if you are a um, uh, player of Games Workshop Games in Mexico, you can now compete uh, with fellow Mexican ITC players. So that's really exciting. And there's going to be, uh, I believe, four or five uh, events in the next 12 months popping up wow. all over Guadalajara, all over the place. I've been communicating with some of the players, uh, TJ, TJ. A ton of events actually popping up, and Scott Reeds is actually heading down for the next one in April in Guadalajara. Uh, actually, a lot of age of Sigmar and less 40k, but very exciting. Just mm-hmm. to, to can see the, the ITC continue to grow. Um, might head down there for one myself. Yeah. I, lo- I love going to Mexico. All right,
1: before we go on to this, I've got a rant. There was there was a rants page, and I noticed that or uh, a, a subject for rants in the signals notes that I noticed Reese took Ooh, off. We haven't that, had a rant in a while. Yeah, so. Gw, if you could do me a favor and buff the entire chaos super faction to the point that no one wants to sell those models to the secondhand shop anymore, that would be eternally grateful. Also, who was the chaos fashion designer that decided spikes were in? Why couldn't you have picked a less pointy studs, uh, studs, <laughs> skulls, puppies, hearts? Uh, you know, whatever earlobes. You know, earlobes. eyeballs. Literally anything but spikes. I, I unboxed a Death Guard army today. That was wrapped beautifully. It was for the second-hand shop. The gentleman sold us a large Death Guard army. Uh, you know, there were spikes on spikes on spikes. Was, I got stabbed maybe
0: 20 times. Was, yeah, Pablo looks like Michael Jackson right now because his fingers are covered in Band-Aids. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> oh, that was a good look. That was a good look he had. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, spikes... GW, it's just like if you look at every Death Guard, spe- specifically Death Guard models, the Nurglings have horns, uh, more is covered in them. There's just spikes on spikes on spikes on spikes. So just, man, this is like a hazard thing. Anyways, so rant anyway, go, over.
0: Go into the secondhand shop and buy some stuff so Pablo doesn't stab himself anymore. No, no, please, please.
1: Don't! I never want to touch those spike models again. Just they'll sit in eBay forever, so I never have to never have to touch them again.
0: That's not a good business model, Pablo. <laughs> but also, if you're looking to sell or turn uh, some of your old models into store credit, you can do that at the secondhand shop at Frontline Gaming. We're always taking uh, models off your hands. We give a very fair price. Uh, you can either take cash or you can take more uh, more store credit than we offer in cash and turn your old models into new models or help pay the rent because, mm. uh, you know, you didn't.
1: And why not? If, you, if you're if you listening to this episode and and you don't like me for whatever reason, you want to sell me more of your Chaos Army stuff, <laughs> your Chaos Spike stuff, you can, in the email, include the promo code spikes, <laughs> and I will give you your extra 10% bonus that we normally get for free. So you'll just get it.
0: So you get extra credit just for saying, eat my spikes.
1: Yes. Well, there's actually an incentive bonus that you get. If you, if you submit your army to us. Um, so we'll just give you that. We'll just go ahead and wave it. Make sure it doesn't arrive in pieces or we'll talk. Um, although I would, it would be really funny if someone just smashed all the models. So it was just nothing but spikes. Don't do that.
0: (laughs) Don't do that. Let's not, let's not go down that road.
1: Yeah. But, but yes, uh, yeah, well, well, send me your spike models to to make me suffer. Please and just
0: make sure to say eat my spikes. And how long is that offer good for? Uh one week. One week. All right, until the next episode. Until the next Let's see episode. how many chaos models you can get. <laughs> All right. So then, of course, uh, since we're doing this as a podcast only, we're gonna have to just use the power of your imagination to understand. What we're talking about, but of course, the Frontline Gaming Paint Studio, the FLGPaintStudio.com. We completed quite a few commissions recently, and if you want to go see some of those pictures, you can either look on the show notes for the, the podcast at FrontlineGaming.org, or just head on over to FLGPaintStudio.com. Check it out. We painted some scout bikers. Yeah.
1: The, so let's let's describe these a little. So these scout Ooh. bikers are painted in painted in a dark I would black. Say the undertones of the goth girl you were afraid of, but also aroused by in high school—that that kind of black. Tell me more. Uh, about there, this there was girl. There's definitely some sultry, Ooh. sultry uh, features. I was going some, with gloomy. Some warm colors around the skin. Brooding. Yeah, bro- very definitely a very edgy brooding feel to these scout bikers models, uh, painted in a black. I think the iron black. Hands. Oh, no. iron hands. Whatever.
0: And then we have some bright and happy Imperial Fists. The, the Redemptor Dreadnought looks dope.
1: You know, if there were if there was ever an image of a Redemptor Dreadnought looking its absolute happiest, this smiting the enemies of the Emperor, this would be it. It's even standing on his toes, on the balls of his feet.
0: Yeah, this Imperial Fist um, commission came out really, really nicely. Yes. And the weathering, oh, it's really good. That yeah, the,
1: the desert weathering was really nice. Now, I don't know what this is. It's at a war all.
0: machine infernal. It's a new faction for War Machine. They're like demons from another dimension. Just
1: yeah, just imagine a Doom monster. Yeah, and then paint it red.
0: Paint it like it would be like in Doom. red
1: on red. Yes.
0: In Doom, excuse me. Yes. And then lastly, your favorite, some Death Guard. Spiky. This, this commission we've been painting for this this gentleman is enormous. Like it is. He has like the the full range. And they're painted gorgeously. So Mm. go ahead and check those out if you want to see them over at uh, flgpaintstudio.com. And of course, consider us for your next painting commission. Because if you're like me and you don't have a lot of time to paint anymore, you can just pay someone else to do it. Mm. And they come out great. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 674 of Signals from the Frontline. Make sure to grab your SoCal Open tickets if you want to go. We do anticipate, especially the 40K events are going to sell out relatively quickly And if you're waiting for some of the smaller events or non-main events for the BAO, those will be going up for sale March 15th. Things like Kill Team, uh, 40K RTT, uh, 40K Longmore Doubles, all that fun stuff, those will be available March 15th. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. And until next time, happy gaming.
1: Bye. Good stuff. That was
0: fun. Yeah i